So Nina, when we started our series on lies, I was like, man, this is going to be really great. I just want to be really honest. I'm getting tired of all the lies. <laughs> you know, talking talking about the lies is hard. It's it's kind of depressing and, and um, it's good for us to be mindful of the lies that we're believing, but it's also very important to, to know truth and to focus on truth. Yes, and if we refocus on truth... Even though the lies, it's draining. It drains us, right? To just, we have to fight the lies. And in our culture and our, our life, we're, that's going to just be an ever-present battle that we're going to have to do. But, but truth brings joy and peace and life and hope. And so if we can just remember to turn our eyes to truth, it will help us to counteract those lies and, and maybe not feel so, so depressed. So I want us to uh, put a nice little bow on this series of lies. And we've been talking about lies maybe a little bit generically. We've brought in some personal experience, some things that our family is going through. But in this episode, I want you and I to open up about some of those lies we have believed. Some of it might be in the past. Some of it might be things we, we struggle till this day. It's been a part of our life. Mm. And uh, so audience, as, as we're moving forward, we're going to we're going to talk about our personal lives, the lies that Nathan and Nina have both believed or the ones that we're struggling with. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Encourage Inspire podcast. My name is Nina. And I am Nathan, and we're wrapping up a series we've been talking about, about the lies we all believe. In today's episode, we just want to open up a little bit more about some of those things that have been most challenging for us, some of the lies that we have personally held on to throughout our life. Our passion is building faithful families. Thank you for walking alongside us as we share stories and talk about the lessons we are learning. So Nina, I'm both excited and not excited about this episode. I'm excited that we're kind of bringing an end to a series we've been talking about, and it's a very important topic. We need to be thinking about the lies that we've believed throughout our life or continue to struggle with. But at the same time, as we're going to try to personally open up our life, I don't like telling people that I've fallen into the lie. I don't like that. And I'm guessing there's other people that don't enjoy the fact of admitting that you've bought into a lie. Well, there's shame. You know, as people, as humans, we don't like failing and and falling short, but you know, the Bible tells us that we've all fall short and mm. fallen. And so we need we need Jesus and he's the one that can help us on this journey. And one of the lies the enemy's going to feed you as you're you're working through your own personal lie is, well, you're all on your own. And that's another one of those lies we've and talked we, about. Yeah, we talked about that one. Nina, this is not something that's unique to just you and I. This is not something that any individual is facing alone. The lies are being thrown at all of us. Mm. And so even though we do feel shame, the word I was thinking about is I feel stupid that I would I would believe something untrue. Mm. But But the enemy knows how to attack me. And, and knows where to come at me. Uh, for the audience, we're going to maybe probably edit the part out where you, there was some uh, fly buzzing around. But <laughs> Nina went and she went and got the fly swatter. And she said, there's so many parallels to this fly buzzing around. Because the, the fly was attacking you and the lies attack us. And then all of a sudden we're trying to, to defeat it, to kill it, and we can't find it. And, and the lies stay hidden sometimes. Yeah. Or, you know. It's deep down and oh. we're, we're, we don't realize that we've we yeah. believed it. And so we need the truth to bring it out. And So there may be a, a fly that's killed during this episode. And, and that's <laughs> just our, our call to defeat the lies, to kill off the lies in our life. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go first. 
I, I think one of the biggest lies I've believed and struggled with throughout my lifetime, and, and I would say a lot of men understand this lie, but I don't think this is a lie that's just exclusive to men. We believe the lie that what we do means who we are. Mm. And we've opened up about our struggles where where we transition from life in a foreign country to life back in the States, and that, that transition included a, a job loss. And, and I've opened up about the depression, like months and months of deep depression. It took me off guard. I'd never faced that before. So it was very, a, a very unknown, very unique situation. But I really feel at, at the core, I had associated my identity with what I did. Hmm. And so when what I did was no longer a part of my life, I started questioning who I was. Now, in, in hindsight, in, in the full scope of, of Scripture and what God has planned for me, I know that not to be true. I'm not just what I do. I am who I am because of what Christ has done for me. But in those moments, I just really lived in really the depressing thought of I only am what I do. Mm. So when my job, the career, when the titles were all taken away, I just felt like I was worthless and and had no value. And it, it took a while to snap out of the lie. It took a while to recalibrate and figure out, am I going to trust in my identity as a worker, as a, a employee, or am I going to trust in my identity as Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, my Redeemer, that He gives mm. me more purpose than... Mm than just what I do. Now, the funny thing is, is you look back to Adam and Eve, and we are to find joy and fulfillment in some of our purpose and what we do. God told them to multiply. God told them to take care of the earth. And so I'm not saying that that's not an important aspect of our life, but it's just not meant to be the entirety. Or who we necessarily are, who our identity is. Yes, it can be a part of life, but not as an identifier of who we are. It's what we do, but it's not who we are. So what are your thoughts about that? What are some of the things you remember in that moment? What are some of the things that it took for me to to break out of the lie? And how would we encourage people who may be facing that same situation? That's a hard question in some ways because I remember struggling through how do I support and help my husband during this time because I didn't want to be a nagging wife. I didn't know how to come beside you and encourage you in that moment, especially also because I was I had my own grieving process that yeah. I was going through. And the kids and, were grieving too. And in a way, like I felt like maybe I I had some of the same, even though I'm not a man, like you said, a woman can experience that too. Yeah. And I think I was going through a little bit of that at the same time as well. Something really interesting about that lie and at that time in our life is that was really the first time that had ever happened where where it was so dramatic. Like we had, we had left jobs, but we had also left jobs knowing that we had something else, you know, down the road and down the pipeline. But with this situation, we weren't really sure what was next. Well, you know, when we graduated college, we actually didn't know our next what our next job would be, but we saw the Lord provide in that way. But we also knew that we were going to be focusing on living overseas. Yeah. And I think for the first time in my adult life, 
I didn't know what my purpose was in terms of a job. Although I was still a mom, I was still a homeschooling mom, but I had this I've had this purpose for most of my adult life that I felt like I was aiming towards and I just felt like it was gone. So is it, is it that you didn't know what your purpose was or you didn't know how to live out your purpose? Because I I think that's That's, an important distinction, but I would have said the exact same thing in the exact same way you said it. In hindsight, my purpose is still to glorify God. Right, exactly. I I just wasn't sure how to do that through my vocation and through my job anymore. Yes. I I guess like God had changed our purpose or had changed, not our purpose, God had changed our direction Direction of what we were, we were to be doing. And we did, we had a big question mark. What, what is it? Mm. We did not know. We had months and months of just waiting and seeking the Lord and asking him for direction and where do we take that next step and to be honest and I I think I've expressed this in the past I had some pride issues going through this time as well so I think you know we we had the major transition I had some pride issues of well I don't want to do this other thing like I want something high and holy and it, it elevated and exalted I pro I didn't communicate that to people but just in my own personal pride going, but but I don't want to start over. I want to start high. And, mm. and and that was probably part of the lie as well, is is even the enemy feeding me, well, Nathan, you, you're better than X, Y, and Z. So the problem was is sometimes when you're knocked down, it's better to start doing something and start taking steps of obedience towards God in any way mm. to build the momentum for when it's time to get back at the same level and same pace that you you hope for. So I, I basically came to a screeching halt. Yeah. And, and the, the hard thing was is, again, this was the first time we had ever experienced it. And it, not only are we experiencing it as husband and wife, but we're experiencing it with five kiddos. Mm-hmm. And that adds extra stress and extra frustration, maybe yeah. extra confusion, and you know all of that building up. And it again, it was the first time we'd experienced this, and it knocked me down hard. I think now, it knocked us all down, really. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you. I would say that um, the girls and I necessarily went into like the depressive state that you did because you. I feel like you you trying to find something to provide for our family was eating at you in a different way than mm. than what we were experiencing. And and to be honest, we've had conversations in the last week where you've you know, you've said, Nathan, that provision side of life settles on you differently. And something that you might be talking about a little bit later, thinking about our kids' education hits your heart differently. Mm-hmm. We experience it at different degrees and different levels. But I've come to understand just how much you carry that, though, mm-hmm. like that that's a huge thing that you do carry. And there's that fly. I'm going to try to kill it. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Good job, babe. Nina is the uh, fly hunter in the family. The fly is dead, and, and hopefully that's a great <laughs> great picture of, of defeating the lie as well. I, I don't know where we ended but um, you know we face we face different lies differently. But something that that in hindsight, and this is only within the, you know, in the last five to seven years, right? 
I faced another job loss. Mm. But because of the way I had experienced the lie the first time and, and after reflecting and after having a better idea and a reconnection with my identity in Christ, it didn't knock me down in the same way. But we also weren't starting over in every aspect of our life either. We had found community. Mm. We had um, a home and things that we needed. You know, we already had those things. Like we weren't starting completely over Mm. again. And I think that's why that situation knocked us so hard onto the ground because we had lost not just a job. We didn't have anything. We We were rebuilding our life. Mm. What's our advice then, I guess? You know, we hope for most people that they don't face a starting all over from scratch, but we don't want that for people, but we know a lot of people do have that happening. Let the body of Christ love mm. on you and help you through that because yeah. that's that's what we had to do. We We saw the people of God come in and help us through donating furniture (laughs) so much so much furniture and finding places to live for a time period that's hard at times to to receive that but at the same time i saw how god used people to help us in a time of need Mm. that blessed us and helped us get to where we're at now we face two different extremes in the generosity of the body of christ Mm. When we lived overseas, we would have families bless us with meals when they barely had enough money to feed themselves. Mm. And and you and I had to work through that. How do we not let our pride, how do we let their generosity be be what honors God? Because we could have said, no, 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 let us do this. But we had some brothers and sisters in Christ who, for, for whatever reason, were led by God to bless us. Now, then we come back to the States and we had to, we had to let go. I had to let go of my pride of, well, I don't want to be so low that I need everybody's help. But that's exactly where we were. Mm. We we needed their help. And so when God's guiding people and um, guiding their generosity and guiding their giving and guiding their obedience to him, we, we have to be careful not to rob them of that blessing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Regardless of where they're at, as the body of Christ, let's not rob people of the blessing of blessing others. And I've been thinking about that with our kiddos. You know, we've had a couple of kiddos that emptied out their piggy bank essentially to give. And I'm going, but you won't have anything. That's like, that's my dad thought, but you won't, you won't have anything when you want to get something that you want. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, Dude, that's such a Western thought process of me thinking about them getting getting what they want instead of them giving the way God wants them to give. Mm. And and again, just through this whole thing, I think the thing that's coming t- back to me over and over again is in our pride, the lie can like really dig in. Mm-hmm. In our pride, we can believe a that we're doing it all alone we can be go well we don't need anybody's help or we don't want to admit that we need other people's help and in our pride we can reject letting people bless us and so um that, that's just been the biggest struggle i think that that comes to mind so when you know when we talked about uh, a more recent job loss it wasn't starting all over but i did feel like i'd learned lessons mm-hmm. from that first situation I'm still susceptible to this lie. Right. 
very much so. And I can see where it could penetrate and impact me in other parts of my life. But I have this memory, a recent memory, and I have this transformation, a recent transformation of what God has done when I fell into the lie. He's brought me out of the lie. So when a worldly event or a situation happens in our life, I know where to go back to. I have my Ebenezer stone, that that memory that I hold on to, that that memorial that I I go back to and go, okay, we're not going to do it that way anymore. Do you remember how you were able to come out of that lie the first time around when you you'd asked me like, yeah, you know, how did I see you? I'm trying to remember, you know, how how did you get past that and combat that lie? So I think one of the biggest struggles was I didn't, I hate saying this, it's like admitting stuff in, in front of people. I thought I was too good for certain jobs is really what it came down to. And and I appreciate the way you were loving me through that. And I do remember um, conversation with my dad. He's like, Nathan, you just gotta, you just gotta start doing something. And I didn't take that well. I didn't handle that well. Um, and I was probably resistant still for a little while after that. But we reached a point where I guess I could see that. And it's not about my efforts exclusively. Like we, we don't believe that we are saved by our efforts. But we do believe that we need to be participatory in the kingdom and mm. in each other's lives. And so I, I basically reached a point where I said, I, I just need to start taking steps towards provision for my family. It's not where I want to be now, but building that momentum of if I can't be there now, what steps do I need to take to be there sometime? Mm. And I had to let go of my, my prideful thoughts about mm. where I should be mm. instead of instead of going, this is where I want to be, where I should be. I just need to go, well, how do I improve the situation this week? Mm. How do I start providing a little bit? And over the course of the last seven years, by God's grace and mercy, we've seen a, a big change yeah. in in that provision, that financial provision in particular. But yeah, I just I needed to I needed to step back and get out of my head that who I am in Christ is what I do, and if I can't do it at the level I've done it in the past, then I'm less valuable to mm-hmm. you and the kiddos. I'm less valuable to God. And once I kind of cleared that out, and that took a while. Yeah. I started seeing God work. Okay, Nathan, you you followed me here. I'm going to take you to the next step. Nathan, you followed me there. I'm going to take you to the next step. And, you know, over the course of seven years, I've seen 10-ish steps. Lots of steps. And, you know, sometimes God's just asking us, take a step Mm, of faith towards me. And Yeah. And we have to go, do I think I'm better than that? Mm. And if we ever think we're better than taking a step towards God, then we got different issues that we got to work on. Mm. So you've killed the fly. <laughs> I've shared my story. What do you want to talk about? Well, I think something I was sharing with you this morning is something I I think not only do I struggle with, but probably other women struggle with this as well. I struggle with maybe it, it kind of goes back to an identity thing in some ways, I think. However, as I am trying to educate and be a mom and raise our kids, not just by myself, you're helping, obviously, but I try. I um, try. My worries and my my thoughts go into: Am I doing the right thing? Am mm. I doing enough of mm. whatever it is for whichever kiddo 
I'm thinking about that towards. And right now, some something really heavy on my my mind is getting our oldest ready to launch. Yeah, I mean she's she's at that stage where we're trying to guide her into what her next steps look like. And I and I think back over my whole time with her, my education time, and just being a mom to her. And have I have I prepared her? Am, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? And so I think that's where Satan really likes to get in my head and attack me. Like, cause I feel, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed and helpless. What if I messed her up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to reaffirm from my perspective, you haven't. <laughs> but something that's interesting in, in that, and, and I think we've talked about this as well, that Satan can't take away what you've already done as God's worked in your life, but is he trying to steal your joy? Mm. Oh, I think he definitely does. <laughs> you know, it, what What if it's not about what you've done, but what if it's just you, you just can't find contentment in, in Christ with what's taken place? Like, how does that resonate with you? I think there's a lot to be said about he wants to come in and to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's trying to steal joy for sure, I think, with just enjoying educating and loving my kids well Mm. yet I also think that that I think there could be some pride in there as well though where Mm. like what if she fails and so and that that looks poorly on me right as the educator as the you, you want to be a good educator right but what's the motivation of being a good educator is it is it for the results of Naomi being ready or is it so that people go wow Right, and sometimes you have to squelch that desire for man's praise. My whole goal in in the way we've chosen to educate and and do life with our kids, the motivator for me has always been Deuteronomy 6, and that's just to teach them God's ways in every part of our life. I want them to be girls that turn into women who follow God. And I want our son to be a man who follows after Mm. God's own heart. And I want them to seek him as they they live out their life and follow him in the direction that he's calling them in. And so I want to be a, I want to be a help to them in that. But then at times too, the world, and I have that in like, I'm in quotes, right? You guys can't see it, but Nina's air quoting over here. The world, you know, I feel like is is yelling certain things at Mm. me about what my kids' education should look like or what they should achieve upon graduating high school. But not only that, even how they need to think Mm. and even how they need to act. And, you know, we wouldn't call those like traditional educational goals, but the world is definitely feeding what they want. And, and, and that's yeah. contrary to what we desire oftentimes. Right. And so I, I feel like I'm I'm battling those voices that yeah. are attacking and then trying to and trying to replace those with truth of not only of who we are in Christ, but who do I want my kids to be? Mm. You know, I want them to be imitators of Christ, mm. not imitators of the world and what the world wants for them, because that can lead to so much heartache and destruction if if they follow the world's way. Yeah, following Christ, there's there's sacrifice and there's there can be persecution that comes along with that. So I'm yeah. not saying that there's no heartache or hard times for following Christ. I want them to have such a great foundation in knowing who Christ is and 
in knowing who they are in Christ, that they can succeed spiritually in the world. As we've been talking and and trying to open up about our personal struggles, it it comes to my mind that, you know, we we have biological kiddos. Um, There's families that have adopted kiddos. There's families that don't have kiddos yet, but they have these spiritual children Mm -hmm. in their life. And something that I think maybe we don't do so well as, as a culture is we, we kind of put on our Facebook or social media face Mm. and we post the great things about how life is great. Some of our kids listen to our podcast, but I hope that we are consistently talking about not just the great times in life that we've gone through, Mm -hmm. not share just the great stories, but we're open enough with them to go, Hey, this was really hard. This is how I walked with the Lord in this time. This was how I didn't walk in, you know, with the Lord. This was my struggle. This was my victory where where we're sharing life in such a way with with the body of Christ, with our family so that people know how how we've really done life together. Nina, do you feel like God's people open up about what they're really facing in a way where we can be a blessing to them in a way where the stories we share and the things that we talk about are, are for the benefit of others. I feel like we have had the opportunity to see some real openness in our core group that we have. I would say, though, overall, that most people that are just going to a church building that may may not have a community, mm. they're probably not opening up about these these tough struggles that they're facing if you're not opening up and if you're being attacked by the liar and you're doing it all on your own, I mean, that's, that's, you're isolated. You don't have the benefit of the body of Christ surrounding you. And that's, that's a hard place to be. Mm-hmm. I kind of think about it too. Like, as you were saying that, that together we're stronger, right? As a body of Christ, because we, we link arms and it's, it's kind of like gathering up the army to mm-hmm. defeat the, the battle that we're facing, um, spiritually speaking. Yeah. We need each other. When I'm down or when I'm I'm feeling attacked, I need someone that is stronger or or at least stronger in that moment to mm-hmm. just pour truth into me or or give me an encouraging line of scripture or just, you know, hey, I'm praying for you today, like whatever that may look like. But we need that in each other's lives to live this this walk out with Christ. And that reminds me of of the biblical concept of if you're a rope of many, many different strands, mm. you know, a, a, a rope made up of one strand is weak and it only as strong as that one strand. But as you add more strands to your life to, to create that spiritual rope, that emotional connection with other people and, and that love for the body of Christ, that does strengthen the whole. And so when one person is struggling, you're not, you're not as weak as the weakest link. You're actually building and benefiting from the strength of of the body of Christ. Hey, if you haven't figured out, Nina and I really believe you need community. You Mm -hmm. need spiritual community. You need people in your life that you can be transparent with and you can really go to them when you need prayer and um, not be afraid of that, not shelter and shield yourself from being open and honest. Yeah, we really, really think that's important. Uh, Yes, cannot stress it enough. Nina, we've opened up about things that we've struggled with in the past. Now, or currently, or, or currently, yeah. What steps do we take when we see each other, or we see another brother or sister in Christ start to fall into the lie? 
like how do we wrap up our our advice for our audience that we actually want to live out in each other's lives so one thing for me is i want to be on the same page it doesn't mean that you and i always agree on everything and don't agree how to handle every situation but i want to be on the same page in such a way where i have the freedom to speak into your life in the hard times and that you have the freedom to speak into my life in the hard times that's something so important for me because when I, when I stop communicating with you and when you stop communicating with me, I feel isolated mm. and the lie seems impossible. Mm. But having you be a voice in my life is meaningful to me. And so that, that's one of those things I want us to protect as we think about the lies going into the, to the future. Um, what are some other pieces of advice we have for others? Well, I think that not only should if you're married you know should you be having that communication with your spouse because that it's it's equally as important um in my life too when we're communicating in that way and i can open up to you about hey i'm really struggling with these thoughts or with um just feeling like i'm not doing enough Mm -hmm. and and i know that those are lies but i'm just really struggling with him for some reason in, in that day or this week or whatever that may look like. Yeah. And so I, I find that very helpful to talk to you about it because then you help me process that and, and we pray about it and we, you know, doesn't mean that I'm not going to struggle with it, but I'm able to hear truth and be reminded of truth and reminded that, you know what, this isn't about me or, you know, it's about, helping our kids glorify God. Yeah. I, but I also think, you know, we already hit on the community aspect, but if we have people in our life that can also speak into our life or we can say, Hey, this, I'm struggling with this. Can you be praying for me today? And that's encouraging. But I know that there's, there's people in my life that I can check up on or I ask how they're doing and they might be struggling. And so, you know, I ask God for scripture to help maybe encourage them with, or I try to give them scripture to think about. And so that's another way where we let other people into our life and, yeah, definitely. and we, and we share scripture and we pray together with them and hopefully it's reciprocated. Yeah. And that, that's important because what if you and I, or what if our family is, is buying into a lie collectively? Mm-hmm. Like we do need those outside forces. We need those people that are watching our backs spiritually to come in and be able to speak. So yes, our relationship for me, I think is that, that first line, mm-hmm. but we need additional lines of defense in, in that matter. Another thing that comes to mind for me is what is our mission and what is our mm-hmm. purpose? And, and to be reminded of our mission and our purpose and to be reminded of our, of our identity, but then acknowledge that as life happens, sometimes the what of how we live out our mission and our purpose changes. Mm. Sometimes the how changes, but who we are in Christ and what he's called us to never changes, regardless of how we're raising our kids or how we're not, regardless of where we're living or where we're not, like what location we're in, what job we have or what job we don't have. Mm. And, and that, that's something that, that we need to be talking about now. So that when we face the challenge later, it's not something we're trying to build after the fact. You know, for families and for couples and just for singles, what what's your culture of life and, and what's the foundation for that? And if you know your foundation and you know the culture 
of, of desiring to glorify God and live out his kingdom, if you know that in a good time, it's easier to walk through those challenging times. So purpose, know your purpose in Christ, know who you are in Christ. That mm-hmm. would be my next piece of advice. Sometimes we have to acknowledge that where we're at in life, we need additional help. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to be help for each other as, as husband and wife. We want to be help for our kids. We, we want the, the body of Christ that we participate with on a regular basis to be a part of our life. But there are just sometimes the struggle is so real that you you need a professional to come in. Yeah. And and to be honest, I like I, I think about well, my pride again. Well, I don't want to look like I need help. Mm. But I've I've been around long enough on this earth to know I've needed help. Mm. And I praise God that I've been able to find that. But it, you know, when I was talking about my struggle earlier, we were probably on the verge of needing professional help. I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on. I was really down. In hindsight, it probably would have been a good thing. Praise God, I was able to move through it. Mm. But to get to a point where the people that love you and care about you, to acknowledge that maybe it's just not their expertise. You mm. need something more. You know, we've talked about um, seeking uh, guidance from uh, a pastor. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's good. And, and that's good enough right. for your situation. But sometimes, you know, you might need even a more specialized counselor or somebody to come in. Thoughts? No, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I think too, though, that we need to make sure that the person we're seeking out though for that counseling. They understand is, the purpose, right? Right. Like you want someone that shares that same mission, vision of who we are in Christ. I also was just thinking through being in God's word. Mm. If we're not in God's word, we're not going to know truth. And so it's going to be easier for the enemy to come in and, you know, throw these fiery darts at us and throw lies at us. It'll be easier for us to not see them, just believe something if we're, if we're not letting God's word speak to us. And so I know that's just really important for us as believers to make sure that we're just letting God's word speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. Nina, when I think about faithful families, they come in in all shapes and sizes, right? Right. Like we're on the big (laughs) side of things. There are people listening who who are single. There are kids listening. What we're sharing today, it, it applies to all people. Right. But I do want to think about maybe some of our younger listeners right now as they're still developing spiritually, as they're still developing emotionally and physically, hmm. how how do we help them think about the future? Because the, the world they live in now is very different than the world you and I grew up in. Right, yeah. And, and the lies come faster and they're easier to obtain because technology is so easy and convenient. And they're on billboards as you drive mm. down the, the road. And television says you deserve it all the time. Like... For our younger listeners, what what can we challenge them with? How do we how do we encourage them to to not buy into the the lies? I think those are great questions, and you know, even for our kids here at at, at the house, you know, I want them to know truth to be able to combat those lies. Something I've noticed our youngest doing recently is 
in the morning times when I'm reading my Bible, he'll ask, can I go do my Bible, (laughs) Bible time? I'm like, yes, because I want him to hear truth. Anytime he can hear truth, I want him to hear truth because the, the lies are so loud and big. We just need truth being poured into us all the time. You can do something as maybe as easy as that since he can't read yet. Have it read to him. Yeah, have it read to him or let your kids listen to the the Bible on audio. Yeah. There's also, you know, Bible kid books. So if they're if they're able to read, maybe encourage them to read in the mornings or in the evenings, whatever works for your family. And I think this is important. It's it's never be ashamed at where you start, mm. but always be trying to grow closer and closer as you know Jesus better. So if you don't have that pattern yet, young listener, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have the pattern, start with something. You know, it's it's the same thing I thought about when when I was working through that first job loss. Mm. Well, I'm I'm too good for this. Mm. You might go, well, I, I should be better than being able to just just to pray for two minutes. Well, start praying for two minutes, mm. and then grow. You know, I I can only read the Bible for five minutes. And then I'm distracted. We'll start with five minutes and, you know, continue to grow that discipline and grow yourself and grow yourself because the Holy Spirit's guiding you and leading you. I think, I think we forget that too often, mm. that, that this spiritual walk, that the things that we face, we're not doing it alone, but we're doing it when we trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. We're doing it with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We're doing it with a clear vision and a clear purpose and a clear identity. I was wondering if you'd actually share something that we started doing with one of our kids recently. And I I really think it's actually been beneficial to her as there's been some struggles with some negative thoughts in her life. And I think what you started doing was helpful. Sometimes the lie is that (laughs) the world's just awful and it's everything's (laughs) falling down and everything's broken. And and something that I've been doing. And it is broken. Yeah, yes, but yes. But I know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Clarify, yes, the world is broken, but we're not always living with, with those things dominating our minds. It kind of started around the idea of how do I be thankful is really how we wanted to com- combat that. Nightly with one of my, my kiddos, we write down three things that we appreciate about the day, that we're thankful about the day. And you know what? Most nights I can come up with three things pretty quickly. There's sometimes I can only come up with one or two. But it's even been a good discipline for me. So I write three things down. She writes three things down. And the reason why I'm trying to be participatory, because I don't want this to be an assignment for her. I don't want this to be a burden for her. I want this to be something that we're doing together. Mm -hmm. So when the lies are coming in at her, she knows that she doesn't have to face this on her own. We're facing this as a daddy and as a daughter. So three things about the day that we're thankful for, that we like praise God for. The The second category is what's something we're looking forward to about tomorrow. So be grateful about today, be anticipatory and looking forward to tomorrow. And you know what? There's there's almost always something that, that God is going, this is going to be a good one, Nathan. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the future in a positive way. And I'm trying to encourage my daughter to do the same thing. And the last thing we do is we share a prayer request. Sometimes our prayer requests kind of get caught in the rut. We're praying for the same things, and that's not in a bad way. It's just that that needs to be prayed for. Prayed for health. We prayed for friendship. We've prayed for opportunities to share and just a wide variety of things. So just to recap, the things we've been thankful for about the day, 
um, typically three things, something we're looking forward to tomorrow. And then very lastly, we talk about prayer request. And I don't know why that pattern came to mind, but I just felt like that's what God was asking me to walk along my daughter with, Mm -hmm. not to make her do it on her own, Mm -hmm. but we be the body together and do that. Yeah. And I've, I've really, I've really seen an excitement and like, she looks forward to that time, I think as well. Something else that we started doing with her is just listening to the Bible at night Mm -hmm. to go to sleep. And so I also just letting truth, like be the voice as she falls asleep. And so I think that's also been something that young listeners can do if, if they're, if their parents have the that option for them, they can listen to truth in the evenings or whenever that, yeah, whenever the parents feel like that is a good time. That's just another option, though, is just letting the truth come out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, as always, we want to hear from you. Um, we're going to put two email addresses in the notes for this podcast. There's going to be one for prayer. So if you have a prayer request that you want us to be praying about, please send us an email. There's actually going to be a second email. I believe it's going to be connect at encourageinspire.com. Check out in the description. And if you have any questions, or especially just in light of what we just shared, maybe something you're doing in your life Mm. that's helping combat the lies, or something that you're doing in your life that has just worked great for your family, that's building spiritual discipline or spiritual intimacy among your family, we would love to hear that from you. And maybe we'll reach out and ask you more questions about it. We appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. And we want to be open and honest. We, we still face lies, Nina. Yeah. There's still things that we struggle with. So if you're, if you're facing a lie, you're not alone. God has good things planned for you. He, he wants to bring you back to truth, and he wants to make your life new and, and just give you purpose. And so... That's what he wants for you, and we hope the same thing for you. Mm, So thank thank you for listening to us as we try to build faithful families. Just thank you for your, your love and support. All right. Blessings.